Greetings and welcome to episode number two of Christmas by the Fireside. My name is Rick Dawson and I'm coming to you from beautiful Johnston, Iowa. It's early February. I just uh, got my taxes finished. Uh, the Olympics are going on, curling, one of my favorite events. And we're now over a month out from Christmas itself. Always a, a sad part of the year when, when Christmas is over and, and there's nothing to look forward to until, until warmer weather comes along. The purpose of this web, of this podcast, is, is just kind of a, a Christmas catch-all. Whatever topics uh, might tri- trip my trigger and whether, you know, something that you might find to be interesting. Um, it could be a personal experience of mine. It could be, you know, favorite ornaments or songs, Christmas music, Christmas shows. It could be any number of things. This month, my topic is the Christmas Kitty. Now, the Christmas Kitty is not a story. It's not a song. It's not a, um, a, a you know, a legendary tale from some far-off land. The Christmas Kitty is just what it sounds like. It's it's a cat who likes Christmas. We have actually had um, multiple cats that fall under this category. But the original Christmas Kitty was started probably, it's been over 30 years ago, 30, 35. We had a cat by the name of Maverick. Uh, But we always called him Dick for short. And Dick loved Christmas. When we, when we put up the tree, he would, he liked to lay underneath it. He didn't play with the ornaments too much. I'll, I'll get to that in a minute. But he did like to lay under the Christmas tree. Um, and when it was time to put the, the tree away, he would lay under there until the last ornament was off the tree. And we practically had to, to drag him out from underneath in order to put the tree away. Now, I mentioned that he didn't play with ornaments too much, um, but there were certain ornaments that he absolutely loved. And what those were, were, uh, they were Sesame Street themed. I think there was a Big Bird, an Oscar the Grouch, and I want to say Grover, maybe, was the third one. I don't remember for sure. They were cloth. And they were like in the shape of a, of a Christmas stocking with the, that character's head sticking out the top. And <laughs> Dick would play with just those ornaments. He would knock them down. No matter where you put them on the tree, he managed to get them knocked down. And he would, you know, play with them and bite at them and everything. It eventually got to the point where one of the ornaments, it might be Big Bird, I don't remember for sure. His head was just barely hanging on there. And so we, we, we finally quit putting them on the tree um, after Dick died. 
up until then, we would put it on there every year. We put it on for him. And now my daughter has the ornaments, and out of his memory, she still puts them on her tree every year. In addition to those ornaments, he also liked, we have this, it was put out by Avon a long, long time ago, and it's got a base on it that's white, it kind of looks like snow, and it's got, um, there's three of the old C9 uh, Christmas bulbs on there, and it's covered with the uh, uh, it's not really plastic. It's some kind of material. That's a snowman that covers that. And you plug it in and the lights will blink. So it's, it's always a different combination of colors. Red, green, and blue are the, the colors down there. And there's a switch that's kind of built into the base. And there's a, a little miniature broom that sits in there and you use that to turn it on and off as well as for decoration. Well Dick, he used to like to rub up against that broom. In fact, he's ru he rubbed up against it so many times he wore off just about all the bristles. So it's, it's just a nub now and, I, and he even cracked the, the wood stick part of it which eventually broke off, so it's just a, a stub now. But he rubbed off all those bristles, and once he even got one caught in his ear, and we, we had to take him to the vet to get that bristle taken out of his ear. But, as I mentioned, he, he, Dick eventually passed away. We had, we had to put him down. Um, but then we, we got another cat. And Dick was, he was most, mostly white, but he had some black like, spots on him. Well, after that, after he passed away, later on, we got another cat. He was a, actually across the street, along, along the side of the street. And we went out. I think we went for a walk or something like that. And he was out there. He's just a little kitten, and he was meowing and everything. And we took him in and, and kept him. He was my son's cat, actually. His name was Growl Tiger Binks. But we always called him Growler for short. And Growler, like Dick, he was mostly white. He had a white spot over his eye, and he had a, a white spot on his rump. And his tail was, or I mean, I'm sorry, he was all white. He had a black spot over his eye a black spot on his rump, and his tail was black. And Growler was also a Christmas kitty. He didn't play with the ornaments, though, but he liked to lay underneath the Christmas tree. Just lay there, especially if there were presents. He liked to lay in there and, and hide. That was his little domain. And... Again, when it was time to take the tree down and put the ornaments away, he would, he would get under there and he would just look so sad, uh, especially when all the presents were gone. He would just lay under the tree and, and look sad. In fact, we had a, an ornament made, one of those special ornaments. It has his picture on it. 
and then it, it says the Christmas kitty on it, and it's got Growler and, and the years that he was alive. And so we hang that ornament on the tree every year. But eventually, he got old, and he passed away also. But then, a few years later, along comes another cat. He looks, he's different than the others. One thing they had in all, all in common was they were bigger cats. They weren't, they weren't tiny. They were, they were bigger. The first two were mostly white with the black, but the third one, he is a gray tiger. And he's a big, he's a big boy too. With got the cutest face. His name is Fezziwig Dickens. He's named after the character from Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol, Fezziwig, who was uh, Scrooge's employer when Scrooge first uh, started out in business. And Fezziwig, the cat, is like Fezziwig, the character. He's, he's, kind of a, he's kind of a happy guy. And like the other two cats, he loves to lay underneath the Christmas tree. And at the end of the Christmas season, when it's time to put the tree away, um, he'll lay under there looking sad. You know, no presents. Tree is going away. He's, he's, he's looking sad. But one thing that sets him apart from the other two is the fact that he loves to play with the ornaments. Pretty much all the ornaments. If he can reach them and knock them down, he'll reach them and knock them down. Although he does have one favorite ornament. It is a uh, hot air balloon. And no matter where we move it around and put it, that's the one he always knocks down. In fact, it's last... This last Christmas, he knocked it down once, and I just left it on the floor. I thought, well, you know, he's just going to knock it off again. And he didn't play with any more ornaments. What, I mean, he didn't play with that one either once, it was, once he had knocked it down and it stayed down. And, and then he just left the rest of them alone. But he likes to knock them off. And unfortunately, he has um, broken some several ornaments that uh, either had sentimental value or were expensive uh, that were purchased out of the country as well as within the United States. And those usually happen. I have a train, Christmas train, that I have going around the bottom of the Christmas tree. It's um, old gauge. It's like Lionel train. It's not that brand. It's MTH brand. But it's that size of train. And it, it's with, with the glass ornaments, he'll knock them out. If they land on the tracks, the metal tracks, they'll break. Or if he gets to batting them around on the floor and he knocks them down to the landing, which is stone, they'll, they'll break there too. But he has unfortunately, and every year he breaks some. I, I keep thinking as the years go by, he'll get less and less interested. But he, but he doesn't. Sometimes you'll walk into the living room and you'll look over at the tree and you'll see this kitty face poking out from inside about halfway up. Uh, wig. <laughs> but he also likes, we've got these 
They're like Victorian era icicles. It's just a you know thin piece of metal bent into the shape of you know like a candy cane, um, and the bottom part is is twisted, and they hang on the tree. He loves those. We'll find those. We may find three or four of them under the tree. We may find one on our bed. I have found them in his food dish before. And what he does, he, he mangles them. He'll get them and he'll grab them and, and twist them and he'll bite them. And they'll, they'll be mangled up like a pretzel. Uh, how he manages to do that, I don't know, but he does. Um, we've been fortunate for several years. We've been able to find them all. But this year, we've only been missing one. We start out with 52, we've been missing one. But this past year, we only found 47. So we were down four. We did find, a couple of weeks ago, another one. It was, I believe it was under the refrigerator, wrapped around one of the legs underneath there, levelers, leveling legs. And I'm sure throughout the year we'll probably find a few more and if and when we ever move from here we'll probably find the rest of them uh, you just don't know where they're where they're at they'll just you you look you look everywhere and you can't find them and then all of a sudden you know one will show up but that's Fezziwig our current Christmas kitty how about you have you ever had a, a Christmas kitty or a Christmas dog um, that used to love Christmas, either playing with the ornaments or biting the, the wrapping paper or anything like that. Do you ever, does Christmas come around and, and, and you think back, do you remember so-and-so that we had how he used to love Christmas, and you know, did you ever have a pet like that? Does it does it bring you back fond memories? I hope so, because I know as frustrating as Fezziwig can be with the way he destroys ornaments. Um, still, you know, we we just love him to death, and and he's as much a part of Christmas. And Growler was as much a part of Christmas, and Dick was as much a part of Christmas as anything else, as, as, the, as the decorations and the music and food and what have you. Well, that's it for this month. I will try to do one of these a month up until the Christmas season and, and maybe try to, to get one every week, you know, once Thanksgiving has come and gone. But we'll see. Um, I can't promise, you know, once summer comes that I'll get something out all the time, but, but I'll do my best, and they're going to be relatively short, uh, and I hope it's just something relaxing to you. You can listen to it on your way to work, and something that you might find enjoyable, and maybe get you thinking about similar things that, in, in your Christmas life, in your life, um, like your Christmas kitty or your favorite Christmas ornament. So that's all I have. And remember, Christmas isn't just a day. 
It's a frame of mind. Talk to you later.